You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 11. Thank you as always for being here. I love this session because I think that what it just shows you, I think, is that how quickly things can shift week to week in our businesses. And, you know, even Ali, as someone who's been in business for quite a long time at this point, still sees those shifts and fluctuations and how she's feeling, how things are feeling in her business. And again, I think it's doing what it always does on literally, which is give permission and help you see that that is true so often. And so what that can do is also make the bad weeks not seem as bad when we know that they can ship quickly. So I hope this episode gives you permission for that and a ton of other things. And I really hope that it serves you deeply. Thank you again for listening. And I hope you enjoy. Hi. Hello there. How's it going? Oh, it's the start of a new week, so it's good. So good. How are you feeling? Well, compared to the last two sessions, much better. (laughs) We'll take it, right? Yes. I mean, listen, I think what's so helpful to see is that though, right? It's like the last, the one before last time it felt like, you know, I'll never have enough time to do anything and then it's kind of okay. And the last one it felt like, oh my God, this client is so upset with me. And then she like is totally happy with you and asked you for more work. So it's just funny how we can see how quickly those things resolve themselves, right? Yes. And, (laughs) you know, I I mean, I even said it last time, I was so annoyed with myself even being in that place. But God, it feels good to not be there anymore either. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think we, we find it, we can find it easier to not be annoyed at ourselves when we're there, when we know that it changes quickly. Yes. Right? When we're like, I can be here and feel this right now, and I probably won't feel this way next week. Like, there's so much permission there, right? Yeah. And that's, I just could not get myself out of that. I mean, you know, the whole session, I was like, yeah, but how does one do that? <laughs> right. How does one do that? Do you want to, you want to tell me? <laughs> uh, you just make the action and you say that you're going to be past that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of weird, wild. Right. And then what happened? I got past it, didn't I? Yeah. And like better than you could have even expected. Yes. I mean, the universe and, or God or whoever, like they provided yeah. before I could pull my own head out of my ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like I needed the breadcrumbs to be able to follow out of the pit that I was in. And then all of a sudden it was mm-hmm. like, oh, duh. <laughs> totally. And I think what's helpful to see there too is that like, you know, sometimes the circumstances shift and then I find it easier to shift, but it's also realizing to like, oh, so like if if I knew that the circumstances would always shift, then it would be easier for me to do it before they did. Does that make sense? Yes. And I mean, I, I had messaged you, but I was behind on listening to the podcast. So I just kind of binged. (laughs) But I think it's because I was in such a pit for myself that I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to hear it. Like, I didn't want to hear anything that I was saying. And I couldn't even remember where we were or like what we were discussing. So I just stopped listening out of my own fear. And then I listened and I'm like, oh, look at that. The answers are right there. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Right there. And then how long did it take you to kind of come back out of it? Oh, not long. No. I mean, like I said, so by the universe providing, I had three clients come out of the woodwork of the past, all wanting new designs. And, you know, like, I love working with you. I can't wait to start this new project. And I think it was just like, I wasn't able to build the confidence back up for myself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously, that's what I struggle with anyway. But like, hearing it, And knowing that I was going to be past this and knowing that I had all these other projects that were so exciting. And then the client coming back and that was upset with me. Okay, now I just didn't want you to do this and add this on. And I want it to be professional and I love your designs, you know, so it was, 
I should have done it for myself. But then especially listening back to the podcast, I was like, oh, those are the things you forgot. This is what you were working Mm -hmm. towards. Yeah, that's amazing, right? Yeah. Do you feel like really proud of yourself or are you kind of giving yourself a hard time? Um, <laughs> well, in true Allie fashion, both. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, both is better than none or, or just one, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I know that I shouldn't have stayed as stuck as I was as long as I did. But I also know that I did the motions. Like, even though I didn't believe it would happen, I, I did the actions and yep. I did the journaling every day. I just didn't believe that things would change. And that's what that's what I needed to shift first. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now I know it has been shown. <laughs> and also just not not even making it wrong, like, quote unquote, stuck for so long or whatever. I mean, it was like a few days. <laughs> it feels like forever. <laughs> but it, yes, totally. Right. And I, I try completely co-sign that. It feels like eternity when you're in it. Right. But I think like just in retrospect, being able to say to yourself, like, girl, you did good. Like, it was a few days, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the more you reinforce that, like, if that's the narrative, right? Like, I can shift things in a few days. Everything feels lighter. The more you're like, I should not stay stuck for that long ever again. (laughs) Yes. The heavier it all feels, right? So I think just playing with that idea that you can really keep reinforcing for yourself. Like, wow, I'm, like, getting so fast. Like, shit can shift in just a few days now. That's amazing. What I also really noticed with it is that when I get in that funk, I tend to let the things that I know make the shifts go. Mm -hmm. As in... Why, when I tell myself pretty much every other day, everything works out perfectly, why could I not tell myself Mm -hmm. that then? Like that thought never crossed my mind. (laughs) Right. Or really about this. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, I mean, I let those things go so quickly when I'm in a funk, when those are the things that Mm -hmm. I should hang on to, because that's what's going to pull me out of it. So yeah. Light bulbs everywhere. Lacey's always right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and listen, sometimes it's habit too. Right? Like the reason we journal every day is to create the habit of that so that when shit is tough, we still default to that because, yeah, it's always the hardest thing, right? Or it's like why we create the habit of exercise because when it's tough to get it in, we still get it in, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And it's so true because like it was a few years ago, but I I had fallen out of the habit of exercising for like the longest time. So I set mm. goal of 100 days and I did 100 days of exercise, 30 minutes every day. And now I can't even fathom Dang. not exercising. Right? Mm. But it's because, well, I shouldn't say I set the goal of 100 days. It started with like 21 days. And then I'm like, well, I might as well just make that 50. And then 50 turned into 75. And I'm like, well, I might as well go for the perfect yeah, 100 because it just kept getting easier. So that's kind of how I approached journaling because I was not good at it. I didn't want to write my feelings. So, you know, I I said it to you before, like I actually finished every page of a journal and I'm like, that's an accomplishment for me. (laughs) So yeah, it's been exciting to create that habit and sit down and do it every day. Right? Yeah. That's amazing. And like, it's so cool to see how like, Again, you have to give yourself some credit here, but it's getting easier and easier. I'm doing it more and more. I'm defaulting to that sooner. I'm coming out of it faster, right? Yeah. Yep. All of those things are true. They are. They are. Just got to give yourself that little bit of credit, lady. So like I had said when I introduced this session, it is crazy how quickly things can change, right? Each week, I think, has felt very different for Allie over the course of this journey. Last week was obviously um, a more tough week. Now she's feeling really different. She's out of it now and feeling so much better. And I think that happens to all of us in our business. I know I've had that exact experience so many times. And that's what's helpful to keep seeing and keep building evidence around. Because when we're in one of those bad weeks, it's so easy to project that out. Meaning that we feel like this is going to last forever. This is how my business is forever. I must have fucked up and built it the wrong way because, oh my goodness, right? Like totally been there. 
But when we can see this evidence and build this evidence over time that like a bad week is usually something we're coming out of not that far down the road, it really often doesn't mean as much as we think it means, it can get so much easier to move through things. So I hope this is evidence for you and I hope this is a reminder for you too. I need, I need gold star stickers. Now that is a thing. I think I need to give you that to do. I, I do. Like I, I do not give myself credit for anything. And I think I just need to start putting like gold stars on my shirt for all the things that I accomplished during the day. Yeah. Or maybe at the end of the day, you put like three gold stars on something and you write like three things. You did awesome. Yes. And so I've been journaling at night, like right before bedtime, because morning just wasn't working anymore with like yeah, yeah. for school and all of this. So like one of the journal prompts within my journal is like, what are your top three things for the day? And I'm like, well, now I can just say what I got done instead of what I should have gotten done. But I think that that yeah. would be more interesting to like really give myself the credit of, hey, these are things you accomplished. Totally, because it does what we're trying to do here too, which is it builds that self-trust. It's like if every day I'm like, oh, I got three gold stars for X, Y, Z, or like if every time I have a hard time, I'm like, oh, I give myself credit for coming out of it or whatever. You're just reinforcing all that you want to be true. I can trust myself. I'm doing amazing. I really am like, you know, on top of things, I really do know what I'm doing. Like all of that just gets reinforced so deeply then, right? Yeah, because honestly, when I was journaling in the morning, God, oh, I hate saying this, but I would get upset with myself at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't get that done, you know, but like mm -hmm. now, since I'm journaling at night, I can feel more of it as a celebration instead of, yeah. oh, well, shit, one more thing I didn't do right. Like, <laughs> right. So, yeah. Pretty amazing, huh? It is. I want those little gold stickers. I love that. Okay, so we're going to do that for sure. Okay, done. All right, so focus feels like top top of the top of the puzzle box here. So you were kind of saying in your questionnaire, like it's not even you're realizing not even so much the time piece, but just how hard it's been to kind of like bounce between things. So just give me a little brain dump on that. Yeah, I mean, so with journaling, one of the other prompts has been, um, what are you struggling with? And daily, mm -hmm. I have noticed and it's been two months, probably, mm -hmm. I have put focus, time management. Mm -hmm. And I know, number one, a lot of it was because I piled on a lot of work to accomplish in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But even like coming out on the tail end of that and like almost on the other side, I'm finding it, I'm distracted by a lot of things. And this isn't typical for me. So this is something new that I'm like, okay, I want all of the tips, all of the tricks that I can start trying now because I don't like to feel unfocused, but I feel very pulled of, oh, that client has another question. Now I need to answer them. And, oh, I have to check in with Facebook. And it's not that I go down the rabbit hole of social media. Like right. I do mm -hmm. not sit, spend my day scrolling, but it's new messages that come in or emails that come in. And then I get there and then I think, oh, well, I'll just make this one change on theirs and then I'll head back to this other project. And then you know how that goes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just like, I want that to stop. I want to feel fully focused on the one thing that I'm working on and just not have this cloud, I guess, around me all the time. Well, let's just say one thing first, because I think it's really important, which is like part of why this is happening is because your business is growing a lot. You're getting a lot more inquiries and stuff, right? Yes. And that's been the other thing of like having more calls, then my day's broken up and then I don't have a full day to design. And yes, I mean, like all good things, but I want to feel in control again. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think that's the reason I want to say that and that I think is really helpful to see is that like as business owners at each new level of growth, there are going to be new challenges, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you can see it like, oh, my challenge now is focused because I'm at a new level of growth, mm -hmm. then it at least feels a little more exciting versus like, again, and you know, I'm, I'm going to harp on you on this for the rest of eternity. <laughs> 
you not giving yourself a hard time, like I'm fucking this up so so I can't focus. It's more like, wow, my business has grown a lot. Wow, I'm getting a lot more inquiries. Wow, I'm at a new level, so I have a new thing to figure out. Does that make sense? It does. And that, yes, that really lightens the <laughs> accusation I was putting on myself. So yes, thank yeah. you for bringing that to my attention. And everyone that I've ever worked with has had that, just FYI, right? Like, (laughs) it's so good when we grow, but it's it's just always going to come with more crap to figure out, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we can just kind of see it as like, well, this – this is evidence of the growth, then it gets so exciting because I promise you, like, after this little ledge that we're going to get over, you're going to grow more and there's going to be another thing. And so you can – keep doing that. And then the whole time being like, wow, why am I such a shitty entrepreneur? Or you can keep doing that being like, yes, new problem, new level. Let's go. Right. Right. Yes. So another thing that's really important to get permission around here is that when we hit new levels in our business, (laughs) new challenges typically come up, right? So Allie is really growing her business and things are picking up in a way that they, you know, haven't in the past, which is amazing, but new challenges always come with that. And that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. I think the most misunderstood thing in our space is that belief that once you get to a certain point in business, you will stop having challenges. And I know that we all want to believe that because it would be so freaking nice if that were true, right? But it is not true, just like everything else. I'm not a parent, but I definitely understand from all the amazing parents and friends who are parents in my life that parenting is is often the same way. Like, you know, as your child grows, it might just mean one challenge results and another comes up, but it's a continual evolution, right? And business is so similar in the sense that Yes, you may leave old challenges behind or old seasons behind, but usually new challenges emerge along the way and that's the journey and that's the process and there's nothing wrong with that, right? That is growth, that is reaching new levels. So if you can keep giving yourself permission for that and when a new challenge pops up, equate it to growth instead of to something being wrong, you're able to move through things so much faster. So like really big, great new problem that you are getting a lot of sales calls and you don't know how they fit in your day, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yes. And like, I love the sales calls. So I don't like, I don't, I've been nervous to like close off my calendar a little bit more because I want those opportunities, but then I'm also like, okay, I have to figure something out. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. So the biggest thing that came up for me when I was reading your questionnaire was just time blocking. Like I think the the thing that's happening for you, and you tell me if this is true, but I think it's kind of what you're articulating in there is that you're just bouncing all the time. Like your schedule is way open for sales calls. So you might be like sales call, then have an hour, then have another sales call, then have an hour, then have a client call. That So it's just like the context switching is very, very fast. Is that kind of what's going on? Yes, that is exactly what is happening right now. And I never feel like I can fully get in the groove back in my work after a call or Mm -hmm. before a call. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. So the biggest thing I would say there is like, and you know, again, I would, I would take this as evidence of of growth is you're going to have to start time blocking. Like you're growing fast enough that you kind of can't wing it anymore. (laughs) Yes, that's very evident because even trying to lay out like my design (laughs) calendar, I'm like, where the hell is that going to go today? <laughs> right. So it's like, again, it's sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm my business has gotten to the place where we have enough leads and enough clients that I probably can't wing it anymore. Does that feel okay? Like, can I take that in? And does that almost feel good versus I know before some of the time blocking stuff felt bad? I think I'm to the point now that like it feels good because I have had consistent leads I know before it always seemed scary to be like, okay, well, I'm going to narrow down the times because then I thought, well, what if they're not available during that time? Then I'm just turning them away. Or, you know, like I made all these excuses that I had to be readily available anytime somebody asked me to jump. Mm -hmm. And now I know like, okay, no, you're fine. If they want to work with you, they're going to find a time that works or they're going to reach out and say none of those work. And then you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And you're going to give them a better experience, right? Yeah. 
if it's at a time that works, right? Yeah. So what I would really think about doing, just to like be very specific here, is how can I basically really rein my calendar in? And I would rather see you take, and you tell me if this feels okay, back-to-back kind of sales calls and then have an afternoon free or back-to-back client calls and then have, you know, a morning free or whatever. But basically like really spacing these things into um, time blocks where you're doing a lot of the same thing at once. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So again, just as an example, but it might be like, Monday morning is always design. Monday afternoon, I take some calls. Tuesday uh, morning is always calls. Tuesday afternoon, I take or I only do design. But just kind of figuring out like what is that flow for me there so that things are truly blocked into segments. Mm -hmm. But you could do that where it's like you take some call or some days have Mondays open for calls. Some days have afternoons open for calls. So someone can effectively find a spot that works at any given point. It just might not always be on a Monday. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. And that also gives you a little bit of peace of mind with the design stuff because then it doesn't feel like, holy fuck, where am I fitting this in? It feels like, well, I know on Tuesday from 12 to 3, I have all design time. That's all I have to do. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Does it feel possible right now or where are we um, at with that? Yeah, I don't feel like hesitation with it. I mean, like I said before, I was very nervous of closing off my calendar. The only thing that I do get a little anxious about is, you know, I'm an introvert. <laughs> so a lot of people mm-hmm. in, in one day really wipes me out. So I just want to be careful with that. But how how many calls do you think would be too many in a row? So a couple Mondays ago, I had three client calls and then the podcast and I was done by the end of the day and you know probably Mm -hmm. a reason why I cried and I was emotionally spent (laughs) and not that any of it was emotional I just like that was a lot for me (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I I think like two or three maybe tops yeah so even if we said three right like I'm just making an example here but like okay so three right if I yeah, if I basically did had three openings a day, that's 15 calls a week. There's no way you need 15 calls a week right now. Right. So I only say that to not say that you have to have three openings a day, but just to illustrate like it's so possible for that not to feel overwhelming. Does that make sense? Yeah, when you put it that way. How many calls do you feel like you need a week for clients right now? <sighs> For client calls, it's typically three on average a week. And that just depends on like the stage that I'm at with each one. But that's also, that's also been heavy because I have so many projects that I'm, we're all at the same stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So moving forward, spreading those out, it won't be the same. So probably not the same issue. So. What I would recommend there is like, so if I have three clients calls that I need, then I would maybe open five spots on your calendar for that. And that's it. Does that make sense? Okay. Because then people have a little flexibility there, but you're not just leaving these wide open time blocks, right? It's like literally there's only two extra calls than what you have. Right. And then for sales calls, I would have those in a separate block and I would have only just three open a week. Okay. Right. So that way that's only like eight hours of call time you even need on your calendar. And and some of them might not get taken. Yeah. You know, depending on how many, how many clients need you that week, right? Yes. So eight, and then you can decide how you want to divide that up. Maybe it's like Two days are three and one day is two. Yeah. And then you know the other days you don't have calls at all. Yes. What do you think about that? I think it's something I absolutely want to try and see how it works. Because I know I need to make changes with the schedule. (laughs) Yeah. And then what I would really do is 
lean into after that, like, okay, cool, that's in there. And I'm going to change all my calendar availability around that. Then like, I can actually plan accordingly. Otherwise, I'm not like, well, I think I'll have time next week unless six sales calls get booked or whatever, right? I'm like, well, I know I'll have time next week. Like, I don't take any calls on whatever Fridays. And so Friday from this time to this time is design. Friday from this time to this time is content. So you can kind of, you don't have to get so rigid, but you can get really clear on like what days get what piece of you, right? Yeah. And that's, that's definitely what I need to do. Okay, good. All right. So next question on that is, do you feel pretty clear in terms of putting the rest of the stuff in? If we do that with calls, like, do you know what else needs to go in there? Um, obviously my client work, but like I said before, I really want to get back to being able to do my marketing and stuff during my work hours instead of right on the weekends and at night. Um, Yes, I've been making it work, but I'd really love to fit that back in, especially now that it's getting mm-hmm. nice again. I'm outside. Totally. Not at my desk. Yeah. Well, I feel like what this does is it gives you perspective on that, right? So what I think happens when we're context switching all the time is we probably do have the time. It's just that we're not making decisions in advance. And so a lot of our day goes to deciding what we're supposed to work on at any given moment. Oh, by far, yes. Yes. Right. And so what this can do is just take away all the decision fatigue where you just know, like, I'm just, again, just making something up on Mondays at from 10 to 12 is always my content time. So I don't have to think about it. I don't have to be like, what am I in the mood for? I don't have to like, whatever. And it also helps you shut out the other stuff. So one of the other things we're talking about is like the context switching, I think you were mentioning this in your questionnaire, is like you get a client email, so you stop what you're doing and you go to answer that. But it's like if I know that Mondays from 10 to 12 are my content time, I'm just not checking email during that time. Right. So I don't have to keep making decisions. Should I check this email? Should I write content now? Should I answer that? It's like all the decisions are pre-made basically, right? Yes. Yep. And again, I think like that can feel constraining or that can feel really freeing. It's both, (laughs) if I can be honest. I I think it gets freeing when you realize that it's why you don't have to work at night or on the weekends, right? Right. Yeah. Like I can see how it would feel so awesome. And I think the only reason why it feels both to me is because – I was so far in that place of wanting to please every client because I upset one, you know, like that's where I fell into the trap of thinking that I needed to email them back right away or try to get back to them on this problem or conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's where I need to stop doing that and focus as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I think like, I mean, literally just turn off your email. (laughs) I need to, yes. (laughs) right? Like there, we do not need email notifications on. It does not need to be up on your computer screen when you're doing your content or in your design time or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like it's making it worse if I'm like looking at it and then saying to myself, but I can't deal with that right now versus like have the time on the time block to look at it. Right. So again, I'm just making this up. You get to do whatever feels good for you, but maybe the last hour of every day is just client responses. Okay. Right? And then the first hour is more like projects, content, design, stuff like that. Maybe, you know, in the middle, there's some calls, then there's emails. And then you get in this really nice flow there where it's like, okay, well, I don't have to stress checking emails right now because I know I can do it later. Yeah. Where we sometimes get really stressy with the email stuff is it feels like, well, I don't know when I'll get to it again, so I have to do it now. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I have an hour later. We're good. Right. Okay, so you guys know I'm just such a big fan of time blocking. But here's one of the reasons. Because as your business grows, decision fatigue is so real, you guys, right? It's not time blocking in order to be really rigid or even to be as productive as possible, although certainly that helps, right? 
It's because we get so fatigued by the amount of decisions we're making when we're running larger businesses, dealing with multiple team members, multiple clients, all of that kind of stuff, that if we can pre-makes a lot of these decisions around how we want to spend our time, we're much more likely to be spending our time in alignment with how we want to be spending it. When we're kind of letting that flow, what can happen is that we're in so much decision fatigue in the moment that we typically make decisions that aren't the best for us because of that fatigue, right? Because our brains, we know the quality of decisions goes down over time. And so we're much more likely to pick the thing that our brain has deemed like most comfortable at that moment than necessarily serves us most. So time blocking, again, especially as you grow, really combats that decision fatigue and helps you run a more aligned business. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that maybe I just need to either, well, I need to add it to like my email signature or maybe send out like a, with the project reminders that my VA is going to be sending out, like maybe it will just be a reminder of, I will check my emails at the end of the day, every business day, you will get your response then because, and I mean, I know when I have a question, I'm like waiting on pins and needles until somebody answers it, you know, but like sometimes the emails just keep rolling in and that's when I get distracted of, well, now they've sent me four. It must be really urgent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think that's great to put it in your process just so people know that. And then I think you can even put on like an autoresponder. I don't know. I can't do that within HoneyBook. Mm. I wish that I could. I really do. Because hmm. they're emailing you directly within HoneyBook. Yeah, I keep mm. all of my client gotcha. communication in there. Got it. Well, and that might just be fine. You might just need to tell everyone that, right? Like you might just do a little level set email. Like, Hey guys, my hours have changed a little bit. Just FYI, I'm always going to be checking emails at the end of the day. So if you're waiting on something from me, like you're going to get it and just kind of like let all your client current clients know that. Yep. And then add it in with your, your new process in terms of like letting people know that up front. Yep. So good. How does that feel to just think about like telling them that? It does feel good because I know, I mean, I know obviously I'm going to have to remind of that as well, but I think if I just put it out there and then they know that they can expect that, and then if I have to remind on it, then it's a gentle reminder instead of being like, hey, I told you I wouldn't get back to you until this time. Well, totally. And it provides them safety because they know it's coming too, just like it provides you safety knowing you'll get to it at the end of the day, right? They're like, oh, I know that she responds at the end of the day, so I'm not, like, anxious waiting for it. I know it's coming, and I think that's really beautiful there. And I think that that's where, I mean, right now I'm like, oh, sometimes I respond within two minutes. Sometimes I respond within 24 hours. You know, like, I can understand Mm -hmm. why they're also like, well, I don't know. Maybe I should just email again. Yesterday she was right on the Mm -hmm. ball. Where is she at today? Right. Totally. Absolutely. And it creates that, that, a consistency is kind of what you're saying there with them, right? Where they just always know like, oh, she's always going to reply around five o'clock or whatever. Yep. So good. I'm so, so proud of you. That's big. It will be hard, but it is something because that I, I know I Because I feel like I you want. wouldn't have even sent that email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? If we had talked about that like even a month ago, you'd have been like, never. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I might have written it down and then said, "Mm, that doesn't feel good. (laughs) Yeah. And now you're – and again, I think I see it as your business is growing. My business has grown enough that that is a non-negotiable, right? Yeah. Yep. And I – Same with, like, the calls and everything else. Yeah. So, you know, I told you about, like, my – some of my past local clients that I've always just – done their projects when they've emailed them and fit it in somehow, mm-hmm. you know, and I sent the email of I need this much lead time. And I got a couple requests again that said, well, I contacted you back in this day. You said that you would have time during this time. It's that time now. Can you work on it? I'm like, no, now the time block is here because you didn't secure your spot. 
Mm-hmm. So I had to have the conversation again. And it it just, again, felt like so empowering to say, and I even said it, I'm like, my business has grown a lot. So I'm not able just to drop and create a flyer the same day or within a couple days. So I apologize if that doesn't work for you. If it does, then here's your spot. Let me know today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and before, totally. I would have never sent that back because I felt like mm-hmm. I would have felt like that was turning money away. That would have been right. doing a disservice. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I just, I can't. <laughs> well, and I think what's so beautiful about it too is that it's your – It's almost like we have to be able to set the boundary and then we have to know that people are probably going to take time to fully get it, just like it took you time to fully set the boundary, right? Right. Yeah. (laughs) And just not making either wrong. Like, it's totally okay that they're asking same day, but I'm just going to have to remind them again what's going on now. It's totally okay that I have to remind them, right? Just see how it's like we can make it all right and like they're just learning, I'm just learning and it's all good versus like. I'm turning down money. I'm doing something wrong. I'm not being a great business owner. I'm hurting them. Like none of those things, right? Right. Yep. So something I just want to talk about here is how really setting those boundaries and clear expectations with clients in your business fully creates safety on both sides, right? I think that so often business owners think that if they're setting boundaries that it's just for them, right? And it's really not just for you, okay? Because when someone knows how you'll respond and when as the client, they feel very safe too, right? So if we have no clarity, no expectations, no boundaries, they don't feel as safe with us and they're going to test those limits. They're going to ask, they're going to do all those things, right? If we set up very clear expectations and boundaries, response times, all of that, they can relax into the process. They can feel safe. They can trust us as the expert, right? So I want you to really start seeing setting those boundaries in your business, not as something that just serves you, but as something that truly serves your clients and creates safety for both of you and on both sides. Like you get to feel safe knowing that you do know what the expectation is and when you're going to respond and feel safe that you can take time off. Your clients get to feel really safe knowing that they do know the process and when you'll respond. So they don't have to email multiple times worrying that you haven't got it right? Really start thinking of that as a two-way street and it will be so much easier to set boundaries. And honestly, you will feel so much better, but so will your clients. So both things are really important. So good. Okay. So we'll have you send the email on the level set. Hey, I'm always going to be answering emails at the end of the day. Here's what that looks like. Um, Anything else come up with the focus stuff that you're kind of experiencing day to day? I know it's like the context switching. It was way more calls. I feel like we handled a lot of that, but anything else there? Um, I don't think so because I think really streamlining like the calls will get me back into the zone of designing and like not feeling so mm-hmm. jumpy mm-hmm. and cold. So I think what's also really helpful about that too is that it's going to give you a lot more data. And so what I mean by that is ultimately right now, you almost don't know how much time you need to design each week, right? Well, and I guess that is something that I should say because like one of my tasks was to time track this new process. Right, right. And Mm -hmm. every time I've started the time tracking, I'm like, well, that's not accurate. Because I found that I went somewhere else else or, you know, like, so Mm -hmm. I've been trying to estimate, but then I'm like, well, that's not really technically right either. So yeah, that's totally. So this will really help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because well, you're going to put design blocks on your calendar now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're going to see, well, did I get it done in these design blocks? And I had like a time left over or did I not get it done in these? blocks at all. And like, I really have to look at what's going on here, but either way, that's going to give you more information around what's actually happening in your business. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Versus right now you just don't have that enough. And so you're still kind of winging it when it comes to like saying yes and who you can say yes to and for what and all of those things. Right. Yes. 
So you're going to have design blocks and then you're going to fit people in and you're going to see what works and you're going to see what doesn't. But again, either way, you're not wrong. You're just getting the data. Yes. So another thing that's really important as you're growing is having data in your own business, right? Like knowing how long things take, for example, can change everything in terms of your decisions and how empowered you feel, right? So that's why I'm really, you know, encouraging Allie to get that locked in. Like how long does a client project take? What do I really need to know about this? Because then she can make more empowered decisions in terms of what she has time for, what she doesn't, what clients she can take when, all of those kind of things. And that empowerment truly makes you feel like a CEO, truly makes you feel confident you can serve your clients, truly makes you feel like you're able to trust yourself, right? And trust is something we're working on so much here, but having the data helps that. Like, yes, I can trust that I think I should take a client next month, but no matter how much self-trust I have, if I don't know, for example, data on how long it takes for me to complete a client project, then I'm still just guessing and I can really erode that self-trust if I guess wrong. But data helps me feel empowered and not just be guessing, but really feel confident and strong in my decisions. So whatever that piece of data you might need in your businesses, whether it's figuring out how long something takes for you or you know what your numbers look like, that is really a beautiful gift you can give yourself that also tremendously helps your mindset. Okay, good. All right, so... In terms of booking out, where are you at with that? Because obviously that's relevant to this conversation too. Like, have you done <laughs> done any of the deposit thing? Are you just still saying yes? Like, what's going on there? I knew you were going to ask that. And I should have uh-huh. sat down and figured it out. Um, so I, I can't say fully that I know. If I sat down and actually I need to put everything on my calendar, you know, like that whole project management thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have projects that I need to get on there that have booked. And then I have one more that wants to be on for April or May. And I know that there's no way that it fits in May and I need to follow up with a few leads. But I think May is already booked now, too. So. I think that I accomplished what? that goal, but I can't say woohoo for sure until I really know. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're almost booked through May or maybe you are. We're just still figuring <laughs> that out. <laughs> yes. It's the beginning of March. So that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So that's three months out. So that's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Big deal. Gold How do you feel City. about that? I felt good. Like, some of the projects when they came in, I'm like, huh, well, that's fun. That just finishes out April. Oh, well, look at that. That's another fun one. So I wasn't even like really taking it in as, okay, you set this goal that you have to be booked out through May. It was just things naturally kept coming and they were all exciting mm-hmm. projects. So now I need to put them on the calendar and really look at it. Yeah, I, I just want to give you like a really. <laughs> Give me a damn hard time. (laughs) About like that. I mean, that is just like so amazing. And it's like such an entrepreneurial goal. Like not only be full with clients, but be booked out three months even. Right. And so I think no matter how much you're having to adjust to the growth or, you know, figure all these things out, like you have to take a moment to just be like, I am amazing and celebrate that. Right. Yes. Do you feel like you've given yourself that moment? Well, I'm trying really hard to say nice things to myself throughout the day. It's yeah. How's that going? <laughs> Feels weird. Yeah. It's easier for Does me it? to tell my son to do it than for me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I'm working on it. What are you finding that you're telling yourself the most? Like what's making a big difference when you say it to yourself? I am always making the right decision. Yeah. Even if it's about breakfast or what's for dinner. Mm -hmm. Because I hate deciding what's for dinner. Even though I meal plan, still hate it. Yeah. And you hate it because you feel like you might get it wrong. Yeah. I mean, what if the kid doesn't like it? What if the husband doesn't want that? Am I making the same thing that I made three weeks ago every week? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's no wrong decision. But you're getting it right. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) 
so good. I'm so proud of you for doing that. I really feel like that really, there's just so much magic in being that kind to yourself all day, right? And it's, I think it's totally okay that it feels weird. I think it's going to when you're just not in the habit of that. But I think that doing it even if it feels weird is really just such a gift to give to yourself because like you probably just feel that instant relief even though it feels odd, right? Yeah. So I'm going to be really annoying because, you know, it's easier tell me said than done, obviously. Mm-hmm. So my husband, you know, he got his new grill and he's all pumped about it and he's making ribs and he's not even done <laughs> cooking them. And he comes inside. He's like, well, I already found a way that I've messed them up. And I'm like, why can't you just say like, I found a way that I'm going to improve them next time. Mm. Like, it's so easy for me to point out when he says it or when my son says something. Yeah. But for myself, yeah. I'm like, no, you were wrong. <laughs> You're like, well, he's obviously not wrong. It's just ribs. But I clearly fuck it up all the time. I mean, really. Everything. Right? I fuck everything <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah. But like, what a gift he is to you in helping you see that, right? Yes. I love that. That's so good. And listen, the the more we notice it anywhere, the the better we're getting, right? It doesn't mean you need to like pick on him all the time about it, obviously, but I just mean like <laughs> even just noticing it in him like helps you notice it more in yourself. Well, and that is something. So, you know, I've, I'm a perfectionist, obviously, you know, trying to recover from this. Yeah. And my son is very hard on himself. And I've I've said that before. Like he wants things to be perfect. He doesn't like to do things yeah. unless they're not. So he's constantly saying things like, Well, I can't. And I'm like, No, how can we rephrase that? Like, I'm just going to try harder. Or I can mm-hmm. do this if I just keep trying. Or let's practice this. So he'll say something and then he'll stop and he's like, I can't do this yet. <laughs> I'm like, Thank you. Oh, yes. So apparently I need him to turn that around on me. (laughs) Yeah. You can say to him, right? If you hear mom say anything like that, you can remind me too. Yeah. And it it has really opened my eyes of, okay, if I want him to act this way and say positive things to himself, then he needs to see me doing it too. So. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I love that. So good. I'm so proud of you. And then what happens, right? Again, like to back to the point of like, not only was that client not mad, but hired you for more. And not only was everybody else not mad, but has been like raving about you, all of this stuff, right? It's like, as soon as I'm kinder and nicer to myself, everyone starts to reflect that. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Yep. So good. Okay. So last thing. Uh that I want to talk about is if you're booked through May, what does that mean, my dear? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that means (laughs) that I'm booked through May. Uh Uh-huh. And? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Then it might be time to raise your rates. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Probably that one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I have been playing with numbers in my head. I've been, because, you know, I'm working on the copy for my website. So I want to have like yep. new prices on the service page when I get that all up and ready. Um, so I've been thinking about it. I I have big money blocks. <laughs> it's not something I've ever been shy about. So it's always very mm-hmm. scary to me to raise my rates. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because um, what's going to happen? Like, just tell me what's in your mind. Like, if because if I raise them, then what? I won't get booked. Like, mm. that's the clear, concise way of me saying it. Now, deep down, do I know that that's not true? Deep down, do I know that my service is mm. great? Do I know my talent is there? Do I know I'm worth it? Yes. But mm-hmm. that fear... So what if you just said this to yourself, and I'm I'm just curious what mm-hmm. comes up is like, well, I booked through May, so this is the perfect time to test it. Right. And if people keep booking out, great. And if they don't, then I still have plenty of time to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. Right? And not that we're going to change your mind necessarily, but just to give your brain that opening, right, where it doesn't feel so all or nothing. Because where it gets stressful is when it feels like, 
oh my God, I'm going to raise my rates that no one's going to book. And oh my God, what will I ever do? Now I'm stuck versus like, well, I'm going to just raise them now, freaking three months out. (laughs) Right. Right. Yep. And if something really stopped working with that, then I could just have plenty of time to figure it out. Yeah. Sometimes a bridge thought is really important, right? So there's sometimes things that we just are not fully ready to get on board with yet in our business. And so just having that thought that gets us closer to it is totally fine as long as we're moving in that direction. So, you know, the thought for Allie is I have plenty of time to figure that out. in regards to raising her prices three months out. And sometimes we just really need that thing that our brain can get on board with and that's what helps us move forward. So it's not like we have to change her entire thinking around that in this exact moment in order for her to be able to move forward. We don't, we just have to decide that she has plenty of time to figure that out, (laughs) right? And so that at least helps her get in action. And you can see this is why mindset is so important because the I will have time or I have plenty of time to figure that out thought feels like a release feels like a deep breath feels like I can take action right it puts me in the right place in the right state to make that move right but I also don't have to like get my whole mindset behind it right this second tomorrow for it to still work and be good. So just that bridge thought is really useful. And so if there's something that you're wanting to get on board with, but you're not quite there yet, that's a really good thing to think about is like, what would get me closer? What would be a bridge to that? And how can I lean into that without feeling like I just have to decide immediately that I'm going in this new direction, raising my prices in this way, right? Play with that in your own business and see what bridge thought you can create that gets you closer to the thing and more in action. Does that feel easier? It does. And I've had an experience in my past where I was led to raise my rates drastically and bookings Mm. were very hard after that. And I think that like that's Mm. always stuck in my head. So I've always done like. Why do you think that was? Um, Because that was it was a very hard year and. I've never wanted to quit my business, but that's when I was like, well, maybe I need to shift my entire services. Maybe I should, I mean, like I was thinking of becoming a VA instead of even doing design anymore. Or, Mm. you know, like Mm. it was just so severe of bookings were so low that I relied so heavily. And I just said, so 57 times, I might as well toss a couple likes in there and I'm a total Valley girl. Um, I say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know this, but like is basically my favorite word. So no judgment for me. Um, it just was very heavy. And then I took, you know, I like to swing the pendulum both ways extreme. So then I went very low on my rates coming out of it. Mm. So it's just been a very slow progression for me to raise them back up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this can be incremental too. Like we don't need to to make this giant jump, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And and we can kind of keep looking at that. Like, okay, cool. Like I'm booked out three months and I've revamped my whole process and it's so much better and all of these amazing things. Like it totally makes sense to to raise it right now. And then I can get a few clients at that and then decide if I want to raise it again or if it feels really good to stay there, right? Yeah. Okay, so so can we just update the price now or yes I actually I have okay, good. <laughs> notes on my service copy that I was going to share with you and ask like do you think this is a good starting point what are your thoughts on this so yeah okay good so if I give you the to-do of like let's raise your rates you're you want to send me those things and have me look at it and we'll go from there kind of yep amazing okay so Again, just really wanting you to take this in. You're booked out three months in raising your rates and you're experiencing all new problems because you're at a new level. How does that feel? (laughs) (laughs) Problems are awesome. (laughs) No, it, it feels good. It really does. And I mean, it couldn't come at a better time. Everything is shifting. I just, yeah, I need to celebrate those things. Yeah. You know what's so funny too, I think, is that sometimes I'll ask my clients to look at it through this lens because I think it's helpful. But like think about if you were reading a post I made and I said, one of my clients is doing amazing. She's booked herself out for three months. She's raising her rates. 
she's growing her um, interest and engagement and, you know, like bringing in more income than before. Wouldn't you be like, oh my God, that's amazing. (laughs) I would have always been like, who is she? And I want to be her. (laughs) Right. So you're her. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a great little exercise I do with my clients sometimes when they are having a hard time really owning their win or really seeing it as amazing. You know, I think it's so hard to do that for ourselves sometimes because we're behind the scenes. We're like, yeah, I got that win, but oh my gosh, yesterday was so messy. Or like, yeah, I got that win, but last week I felt super bad. You know, and so we downplay it thinking that the win only counts if it looked or felt a certain way. So a lot of times what I'll say to my clients is, okay, say I wrote down in a celebration post this exact result for you. This exact result you're getting, you see it in a celebration post. What do you think about that person? Right? And so often they're like, oh my God, I would think they were amazing. I would think they probably had it all together. I would think that they were crushing it. Like all of these things, right? And so then they can go, oh yeah, I see what I'm doing here. I would think it was amazing for someone else but because I know my own backstory, I'm downplaying it. So really helpful to just be able to step outside of ourselves and think, what would I see if I saw that testimonial on a sales page? What would I see if I saw that screenshot on Instagram? Like, how would I feel about that? And usually it's amazing, right? And we're just downplaying ourselves because we know our behind the scenes and we're only seeing everyone else's front of the scenes. So whether you use that with your clients or yourself, I hope that's just a helpful little exercise to remind you to celebrate your wins, to lean into them and to see them as amazing. Right? Yeah. Isn't that funny to take in though? It kind of is. Yeah. Because, you know, last session, I was yeah. like, all of your other clients are killing it. And here I am crying in my water. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's always both, right? I think that's what's so helpful to see is like, and this is what I'm like really loving that you're kind of, you know, letting yourself take in is that both can be true at the same time. I can have a really hard week and still be having a lot of growth. I can feel all the feels and still be moving in the right direction. Like those aren't counter to one another, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of always felt like they were in the past. And that's where it got tricky is because you would get to this next level of growth, things would feel intense, and then you'd pull back, right? Yeah. Yes. But, But you're totally not doing that to yourself now. You're getting to this new level and you're like, oh, things feel really intense and I'm going to keep working through this in a new way because that's what happens at a new level. Yeah. And it just gets so fun and easy from there. It does. And I mean, I can see how much more fun and easy so many different things get, even when it just comes to social media. I mean, Mm. six months ago, if I would have been that busy with client work and everything else, I would have never posted. Because I would have, well, (laughs) I honestly, it just wouldn't have happened. I mean, God, during the pandemic, I don't think I posted from like May to August, maybe. Yeah. But it's because it was not fun to create the content. I felt like I had to concentrate solely on just my client work, you know, like I just could not find that balance in the rhythm. And so I can see where the growth has come and how it can be. Totally. And then that has given you way more consistency with clients and sales calls and all of that too. Well, yeah. You see how that plays together? It's crazy. Yeah. So good. Well, I'm so proud of you. I hope that you spend this week just celebrating yourself a little bit because this is really, really a big deal. Um, I will give you that homework. Let's try the time blocking and really get that set up on your calendar. Let me know how that goes and we will go from there. Does that feel good? It does. What a great call. Amazing. So good. So proud of you. And I will talk to you soon, my dear. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten 
killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.